What's up, babes? It's a glorious morning, a day that we will never see again in this lifetime. So let's take the time to enjoy life while we can. I'm your girl, Neek Austin, and this is Cobro is a Crush. episode of Coro is a Crush. I'm Nick Austin, the CEO and founder of Coro, a home-based beauty, wellness, and design shop providing premium high-quality press-on nails, beauty accessories, and home decor that we know you'll fall in love with, all while providing a community for self-care lovers, beauty mavens, and small business owners to live life on their terms through fashion, beauty, and faith. Good morning, good morning, good morning to everybody out there. How are y'all doing on this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday morning? I am your girl, Neek Austin, and welcome to another episode of Cobo is a Crush. This episode will have two parts because this topic is one that people don't talk about often, but this generation is making it possible to accept in today's society. And today's episode is about a topic that I have personally struggled with growing up, and I just overcame my struggles maybe about about two, three years ago. But the title of this episode is called, I'm Different, and That's a Beautiful Thing. So let me say that for y'all again. I'm different, and that's a beautiful thing. So let me first tell you about myself. I'm not like everyone else. I never was. I don't fit in with the rest of the world. I don't think like them, act like them, or even feel like them. I don't even look like them. I don't get hung up on things the way other people do. I don't worry about what other people think of me because I know they're not thinking about me at all. I don't care if my hair looks bad or if my clothes are out of style or if my shoes are too big for me because it doesn't matter. Who cares? It's just hair, clothes, and shoes. And they're all just things that can be replaced when you grow out of them or when you wear them out. And then you can get new ones. So why would you let something like that bother you? Okay? So when someone says something mean to me or tries to make me feel bad about myself, I just smile at them and say, you know what? Thank you. All right? Because why should I let anyone else's opinion matter more than mine? It doesn't affect my life in any way whatsoever if someone else thinks something negative about me. So why should I let it bother me at all? My life has been filled with people who have tried to make me conform to their standards time and time and time again. But I can't do that because that's not who I am. But here's the thing though, I'm also happy being me, okay? Because there is no one else in the world quite like me and that is something that you should want to celebrate, all right? You don't have to worry about fitting in with other people because you're already perfect just the way you are. You are made in God's image and that's all that matters to you. God made us being perfect so we shouldn't have to discredit ourselves to become something that other people want us to be. So I'm gonna tell you right now, stop people 
pleasing. Stop conforming to other people's beliefs because you have to walk your path and they have to walk their path and you cannot walk that path together because as God has given everybody their own path to walk. So why are you tripping because somebody say something over across the way? That's across the water, okay? Don't worry about what they saying about you across the water or what they saying about you on social media or what they saying about you in an email or what they talk about you on the phone. It doesn't even matter because here's my theory. If they can't say it to your face, then there's nothing that they have to say. So today, my guest host is the true essence of being different. And he refused to allow anyone to change him into something that he is not comfortable with. So I want you to please welcome Mr. Braden Holden from I'm Different LLC. How are you doing this morning, my brother? What's up? How are you? What's up, everybody? I am super excited about being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you again uh, for allowing me to be on your platform, man. I am super excited. And listen, that introduction, I come through. Like, it just blew me away. You you just, you hit all, you, you hit all of what my business is about. And so I am super excited um, about this episode, man. I'm super excited. Um, to be talking about my business and showcasing everything and let us dive in deep. So yeah, man, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're more than welcome. I greatly appreciate the fact that you wanted to become a guest host on the podcast and everything. And I actually been following you for a while. I think I found, I think I discovered you, and I'm saying discovered because with you being a guest host, that, that's like a discovery for me. So I think I discovered you one night on. It had to be with Commerce Paradise. Gotcha. Because that's my mentor, and a right. lot of people know that, but they don't know that. And I think I may have heard you talk on um, one late night, and I said, dude, where was you at when I was in college? <laughs> when I tell you, people ask me that all the time, it's like, man, where, where, like, where, where have you been all my life, man? Like, where have you been? Like, I needed somebody uh, with that energy, with that, with that motivation and all that stuff at that time. Right. And it was just God was getting me prepared for a time as such as this. And so, it's amazing how you say that because I'm grateful because God is of an infinite prayer that I didn't already pray for. And so it's, it's amazing to see that he's answering those in other people. And I'm able to just be my true authentic self. Um, I'm able to embrace, embrace my brand and just be, be a light to the world, man, that, and not have to give my life not to be the peace anybody else for all this. So I am super grateful that you said that because that's just confirmation for me that I'm living in what God called me to be, you know, which was different, set apart, set aside, all this. So I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. 
helps. Yeah. That point where we don't know what to do, we don't know where to turn. Some of us lose parents before we are grown. Some of us still have parents here. Some of us don't even get along with our parents. Hello, somebody. Right. Like, what else can you do? So when you do find the person that you are worshiping, when you do find God, you are what when He shows you exactly what it is that He wants you to do. And you sit there saying to yourself, Lord, I don't know if I can do this. What does He tell us? He said to pick up your cross and follow Him. So I'm like, that's what we have to do. That is when you start to walk in your purpose because He never said that it was going to be easy following Me. He never said that you're going to live a life of luxury following Me. He said you're going to have trials and tribulations, but I'm going to show you how to get through those trials and tribulations if you just pick up your cross and follow me. It's not going to be easy, but I can guarantee you an eternal life. So that's the end goal. So if you walking into your purpose and getting doing the divine that you are doing it in, it's just like, how could not, how could anybody not want to be around her? Because you bring so much light, you bring so much spirit. And just like what you what you did um, on the podcast, on this, just the beginning, we didn't even get to the questions yet. Just how excited you are. I've had people come up here and just drag their name. Like, hello, my name is so and so. I'm like, yo, where is the happiness? Are you happy that you're in it? <laughs> Always. And then, so, you know, every time I, I had to think, I had to, you know, redirect my thinking in how I operate and how do I operate around people as well. Because, you know, you can go, you know, the more you go to somebody be like, hey, how you doing? I'm a whole time tired. You know, I'm like doing this, 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 and this. Every day, that's a repeated cycle. So, so your mind is hearing it every day. And so, me, every time somebody asks me, well, how you doing today? I'm doing great, man. God knocked on my door. And I'm, look, you know, I, God could skip me. And I could, you could be viewing me instead of up there hearing me and embracing me. So, I'm, I'm, so that's why I have to make sure that I bring the energy, bring all the good stuff. Because you might be in a dark place yourself right even now. And God is up there probably using me in order to speak into your life. So, why, do, why, why would it be? I should say, it, it wouldn't be fair to you if I, if I didn't come this way, if that makes sense. It wouldn't be fair to you because um, God didn't send me here and offer me to just basically make sure that you get still in your dark place. God called me to be able to shine a light, so how can I be a light if it's a dead end? You know what I'm saying? How can I be a light if it's all? So that's why every, every time I meet somebody new, every time I talk to somebody, it always has to be the same energy. Unless you catch me on a day that, you know, I'm up there, you know, I'd be like, Lord Jesus, you know, you could have picked Timothy down the street if you picked me. So I don't know, you know. So, um, but I'm even grateful for those for those days too because God chose me to be able to go through that through that cycle, go through that struggle, whatever. So that's why I have to always bring that. And I'm so pretty excited that you said that too because I try to always make sure it's the same energy, it's always good vibes, all that good stuff, man. So um, I appreciate that. And then too, in saying that, I have to be careful. And it's surprising. I really have to be careful of how, like, how you do it and how you operate in it, because a lot of people cannot accept it, and a lot of people want to use it as a leech. Like they want, oh, I see it, so let me go ahead and like. So when you turn on light, all things come to their light. You'll see frogs, you'll see lizards, you'll see mosquitoes, you'll see flies, you'll see all this other stuff. So by the light, the light is on. But at the same time, too. If God did not send those things to that light, you have to be careful how you feel. 
you know what I'm saying? So that's why you have some of them like the bug zap. Because God didn't, you know, and God is the bug zap in the middle of it. Because God was just sitting there like, all right, let me go ahead and start reaching somewhere else so that you won't distort what I already have, already planned, and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, I have to be careful in that sense sometimes. You know, okay, God, how, how do I approach, how do I, uh, approach it? How do I deal with it and all that good stuff? So, I mean, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, I am super excited to be here. I'm super excited to be living. I'm super excited to talk about my business in general. Um, because it's a big deal. You know, so if if you can't represent yourself, then who else is going to represent it for you? You know what I'm saying? So that's all I got to say on that. Absolutely. And I, I totally agree with you. I, I agree with you 100%. 100. Matter of fact, 1,000. Because it does. It gets like that sometimes. And I don't know. Even in, uh, on times when I go live on Instagram. And I am. They call me, you know. They always saying I'm the minister of Instagram. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, I tell people I'm not a minister by, uh, I'm not a minister by man. And I actually had a person tell me that. She said, you're not a minister by man. You are a minister by God. She said, but your ministry is something that is so unheard of. She right. Said, or, she said, it's like you're God ordained. You're not man ordained. And I right. said, I agree. Nine of them all talking about being a pastor. I know what I've been through, and I know what I can speak for. And she said, yeah, but the way that
fact that this is a God-ordained business. God gave me the name. I did not figure this name out on my own. He gave it to me. He gave me the blueprint. He laid out the formation. He built this business that is now standing. And we getting ready to come up on two years in December. And I'm like, ooh, thank you, Jesus, because these two years have been rough. You know, I right. think, you know, the terrible twos with my son was rough. Yeah. Talks about the terrible twos in the business. You hear me? So, like, <laughs> and it's funny that you say that too. Um, when you say that, uh, how your business came up, and that's how mine started as well. God woke me up at three o'clock in the morning. Um, and I was, was I was at work, you know, and I, I got off of work. I was tired. I didn't even shower yet. I was like, and I slept on the sofa. Now I'm playing it, get to the bedside to get off of work. It's nasty. Uh, but if you do that, that's no business. That's no right. You know, that's, but that's not how that happened in my house. What I think in my house. But if that's at your house, that's your business, if your product is listening, you make your own. But, uh, but the way I'm set up was I set up my soap. I did everything else. I was so tired. And I said, and then all of a sudden I just woke I, I was sleeping. And then I woke up and, um, I was taking a shower. God just woke me up at three. And it's crazy. It, it was like three o'clock and I still remember it to this day. And it's so crazy how I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. And woke up, got in the shower, and all of a sudden, like, God just kept on, like, it was so much. I was like, God, wait a minute, slow down, dude. Like, you doing this thing? Slow down. And, but it was so much. It was it was coming like crazy. And then all of a sudden, it was like, God, this. And then uh, I was like, so God, if I'm starting the business, what I'm trying to do a t-shirt line. Okay, so how the heck I'm going to do this? You know, so what are we doing? Like, what's going on? He was like, okay. I said, so what's the name of this before we started? He was like, do what I, then, then it was crazy because he was like, do what I called you to do. And I tell you to do, do what I called you to do. So I'm like, God, okay, a t-shirt line. I said, well, September the 9th, 2020. I was in the wow. bed and I heard God say, get up, we need to talk. And I said, okay, Jesus. I don't know what I did wrong, but I knew I did something wrong. When he came to me like that, I heard it loud as day. My husband didn't even hear it. I just heard him holler, get up, we need to talk. And I got up, went in the dining room, and he said, I want you to write this down. 
I wrote down everything he said. I put in caps what he said. He said, now read exactly what I just told you to write. And I read it. And I think I started crying one third of the way through. Because what he did was he was showing me every business that I had. And this is my vulnerability. Every business that I had, I was not doing it the way I was supposed to. I had to get rich quick skin. And that's the God's honest truth. My main thing was money. It did not matter about the customers. I didn't care less about the customers. But what the fact, you know, people don't realize God will show you your wrongs more than anybody that can tell you that you're wrong. He has a way of showing you the wrong. When he told me to write down what I needed to write down and how this was not going to work and how it was not going to fly with him, I think I remember falling on my knees and crying in the floor. Asking God for forgiveness, I'll never forget it. But my husband said, Nick, you alright? I said, Yeah, I'm alright. I'm alright. Right. <laughs> I thought I was praising the Lord, so he left me alone. <laughs> so I was in there crying and everything, and it was more so of uh, the Lord, please forgive me. And I right. said, If you was to give me one more chance to make this right, I will allow you to show me the vision that you have set for me to make this business. And this ministry go the way that you want it to go. And as soon as I said that, he said, I got a name for you. And I said, what is that? He said, oh. I said, who? Who? <laughs> he said, Kobo. And I said, what is that? He said, your middle name and your mother's middle name. And we're going to put those two letters, we're going to put that together. So as you can see around my neck, this, I designed this logo. And so this means a lot to me because it's, um, Cobro stands for Coquise and Lomitris. Mm. It was Lomitris, my middle name is Coquise. And um, I took the, he said, take the first two letters of the name and put it together as Cobro. And I said, well, what does this really stand for? And he said, it stands for so much, fashion, beauty, and faith. Um, color your world with confidence, um, compassion, One more word to start to see, but it, it's just it just means so many different things. But at the end of the day, it's more so about learning how to love yourself and believing in the power of self-care so you can live your life more abundantly and stay in tune to yourself. And I'm, that is everything. That's what it is. how am I going to reach your people? And he said, don't worry about that. I want you to focus on what it is that you love to do. So he took me back in my mind when I was a child and the different things that I like to do. I love my nails. I love doing people's nails. And then he took me back to my father who passed away in 2002. And I remember when I was, when he was alive, I used to do his feet because he was a diabetic. So I all of that and I combine what I do. I combine my mom's love for fashion, my father's love for keeping himself healthy in the beauty side. And then I took my faith. And that's what brings that triangle together, the fashion, the beauty, and the faith together. And it is what it is that everybody knows it as today. <laughs> but yeah, God laid that out for me. And I can honestly say we have met so many milestones. Uh, the latest milestone I met is that we're now a member of the Better Business Bureau. And black businesses that are members of the Better Business Bureau. So many people look at the Better Business Bureau as, oh, that's a way they'll vote to support you. <laughs> it ain't as easy as you think it is, bro. Because being a member of the Better Business Bureau just said that I am legal 
and I am verified and you can't play with my business because I am serious about what it is that I'm doing. I said, so don't think that you're going to report me every time I do something wrong. No, they got to, you got to get through them to get to me. Yeah. Easy as they think it is. And when they explained that to me, they basically, their point was, we are the gates and before they can get into the gates, they got to give us a password. Mm. That's how they operate. So I'm like, mm. Well, you mean I could be chilling somewhere else and y'all take care of this for me for free? You know, not for free, but y'all take care of this for me? And they say, yeah, I said, oh, cool. Hey, I'm all for it. So to be um, in the health and beauty category in my state where I'm at in Virginia in the Tidewater area, to be number to be the number third business, black, to be the number third black business in the category of health and beauty, to be up there, to be verified and recognized by the Better Business Bureau means a lot. Yeah. Not a lot of black businesses are recognized by the Better Business Bureau, and it's actually a big deal. It's a big deal, and not a lot of people realize that. So I tell people that not to scare them, but to challenge them. Go get registered with the Better Business Bureau. You're gonna feel so much better. Then you're gonna be looking at everyone. Worldly, uh, a wide, a worldly known um, business. You'll be widely known and recognized for what it is that you do. So, yeah, that was one of the problems. And not a lot of people know why they don't know. Number one, nobody's asking questions, and number two, nobody talks about it. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna talk about it because I want to be able to help other small business owners, not just black, but other small business owners. I've been trying to put y'all up on the game, so right. that's what I do. But yeah, let's get into these questions. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's get into these questions. So I know people are wondering who are you talking to. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us your name and your um and where you're from and what's your business. Okay, awesome. So listen, my name is Brayden. I am a full-time college student. I am also a full-time working in information technology. I am also the proud CEO of Hashtag Up Different, which is a clothing brand company that's inspiring you to be your true authentic self. Through apparel, our main vision and our main goal for you is to be a living blueprint to society. This encourages you to be what your creator created you to be. Despite society's expectations, you can't be different if you choose to say the same. That is me, that is who I represent, and that is what I represent. Um, I am from uh, a, a small town called Greensburg, uh, Louisiana, slash Pontchula. I, I time both. They like 30 minutes away from each other. So I time both in there because uh, Greensburg is like where I was. I wasn't born there, but I was raised there. And then before Hurricane Katrina happened uh, in Louisiana, everybody know about Hurricane Katrina uh, in 2005. Uh, when Hurricane Katrina happened, we moved, well, before Hurricane Katrina, we moved to Ponchilla, and so Ponchilla was where I went to kindergarten, all the way to high school, and so that's why I find both of them. But yeah, that's that's why I am. That's what that's all this. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I I don't think I've had anybody up here from Louisiana, and if I have, I think you might be like the second person I have from Louisiana. So shout out to Louisiana, the boo. Come on, the boo, the boo, come through. <laughs> so okay, so my first question for you is this. What is something that would surprise people to know about you? Something that would surprise people about you. I'm, a, I'm an introvert. I'm not an extrovert. You know, a lot of people think that I'm an introvert. I mean, that I'm an extrovert and I love, like, going out there, hey, how you doing all this good stuff? 
I like being in my house. <laughs> I like being in my house. I like being with myself. Um, I like being able to come home and recharge and not have to like go out and you know how like do everything. You know, I'm I'm really an introvert. Um, and also I can sing. You know, that's why I had this little high pitched voice. Um, so I can sing and all that good stuff. You know, a lot of people be like, why you don't? Why your voice not that deep, my child? Because I was the best. So I don't know, you know, but of those two things, I can say, is, is what surprised people. And people be, I bet people gonna be look, listening to this, and I'm gonna say, bro, you are not no introvert. I promise you, I am. If you, if you know me, know me, you know, like, like, don't, I like my phone, you don't do not disturb. You know, you can call me at any time, and I definitely do mean it. Like, call me, like, call me, please. But listen, if I, if I don't answer that phone, then so I'll be there at work, or I'll be great. So, yeah. Yeah, that is surprising because I would have never thought that about you. Yep. <laughs> I would have never thought that about you. I mean, I, at one point I was an extrovert. I think I became an introvert, extrovert after after I got started getting a little older and wanted to be more about me and my life. <laughs> I think I became an introvert, extrovert. I know that when I get around people I don't know, I am an introvert. So by the end of whatever is going on, I know everybody in the room. That's when the extra come out. Come through. That's how I am. Cause I'm, I'm that main person that, uh, I'm that, I'm that person. Like I'm that person that be, when I'm around you or and I don't know you, I'm very quiet. I'm yep. very quiet. Yep. Because for me, I'm trying to be able to know. I'm trying to get to know who you are, all this stuff, and I'm reading your body language and all that stuff, and then trying to figure out how your spirit is as well, so I can be. Okay, cool, you know, but it depends on how, it, it depends on how I meet you, though, too. It depends on, like, what type of setting. If it's, like, somewhere in the store, something like that, you say, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hi, how you doing, How you doing, all right? Please, right. Yeah, they're going to be talking all this, because I don't know you from the app. You're going to be talking. And that's how I'm able, I'm able to turn it on and turn it off, quick. Right. And so I think that that's what sets me apart from a lot of people, too, is because you, I, that's why I'm glad you say introvert, extrovert, because that's what sets me apart from a lot of people. Because I will literally go out in the open, and you will think you will think that I just love being there, but I turn it on and I turn it off. Yep. Absolutely, because there'll be a moment where I will walk out in the store and I have a smile on my face, and people be looking at me crazy, be like, "Good morning," and they be looking at me like, "I'm like, oh well, good morning." <laughs> and then one moment I walk into the store and I'm just like, I'm not mad at the world. I just don't feel like talking. Right. Wrong with that. It's not so much as you're upset about that. No, I'm good. I'm just in my. I wouldn't say I'm in my moment. It's just that my mind is running. And if I'm if nine times out of ten, I'm thinking about something. That's all. Right. And then too, like me, I'm the type of person where I can't go to the store and have on your book because everybody in a in a mimic be trying to talk. I'm like, Lord, you this day to come up to me and try to speak to me out of all the days that I do not even wear nothing. Then it'd be the day that they want to stop you, talk to you, get to know who you are, what's your name, where you're from, you know, how your mama doing, how your daddy doing, how your auntie doing, you know, who, who, you know, who, you know, Sister Shirley didn't die, who did somebody. You know, they didn't, they, they up there asking you all the questions when your earbuds in. But when it's out, ain't nobody talking to you. you like, Lord, I just, I just be everywhere. So that's why whenever I, I'm like, yes, yes, what did she say? <laughs> I'm like, yes, she say, okay, cool, I'll, yeah, you didn't speak, look. I said, well, okay, great. Look, if I didn't speak to you, I'm sorry, that's not what I, it's not 
on doing. You know, you see me, speak to me. You know, I see people that all the time speak to me, talk to me first. But you see me first before I see you, talk to me. But, you know, that, a lot of people are surprised, though, that I say that I'm an introvert. I really, you know, I love being at my house. I like being everywhere, you know, whatever. It's safe in my house. And then, too, I'm barely at my house. I'm always at work. So I love being in my house. And I, I pay the bills already here. So, you know, why not ask me what you're what you going out there to work for? So, right. yeah. Okay. All right. So my second question for you is this. Um, we're getting ready. We're getting down into the topics. Um, what is a quality you feel you possess that people see as different about you? Well, that's a good question. A quality that I possess that people see that is different about mm-hmm. what, is, mm. what is the quality you feel you possess that people see that's different about you? I think that I'm consistent and I show up. Okay. I'm consistent and I show up. Um, consistent um, for me would be consistent in different ways, not in the way I, like if I'm introducing myself to anybody, it's always consistent on how the energy that I bring, the level that I bring to it, all that good stuff. Um, and that's why I say consistent and, and I show up. Some people have told me that I'm surprised that I invite you somewhere and you actually show up. Because a lot of people don't do that. And so for them, I'm like, I do it because I know it's gonna make you feel better about yourself or it's gonna make you feel good. And then too, I wanna make sure that I show up and tell you that like, hey, I support you. Like, I got you. I'm the number one, I'm your number one fan. Um, so I think that that's what sets me uh, a part that makes me different is uh, consistency and I show up, yeah. Yeah, because not Real a lot quick. of people are consistent about this stuff. And not a lot of people will show up for what it is that you may have going on. That, that includes social media. That includes social media. I've had people that want to do my podcast and I'm sending the information, but they won't get back to me. And then when I try to contact them, they don't answer. So my thing is, Next, move on to somebody else. Because my thing is, I've learned, and I tell my I tell my children all the time, I chase people 18 years of age and under. I don't chase folks. I chase children. <laughs> I chase children. I don't chase adults. I don't get paid to chase adults. I get paid to chase children. And that's not because I um, I need to. That's because I want to, and that's because I have to. So I get paid to chase children. I don't get paid to chase adults because I don't make that much money to chase adults. Thank you. That's all I got. That's it. I ain't got nothing else to add on this. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Agree. (laughs) All right. So what is the difference? And this is opinion based. What do you think is the difference between this generation, which is Generation Z, and generations before it, which would be the millennials, the lost ones, baby boomers, etc. Because I'm a millennial, and my husband is a Gen X, and I don't, let's see, what year was you born? I was born in 2000, so I'm a Gen Z. So you're Gen Z, but you're the older Gen Z. And what I have learned is that there's a difference between the older Gen Z versus the younger Gen Z. Yeah. What do you feel, what do you think is the difference between this generation and the generations before? I think the difference is, I'm glad you asked this question. Um, I think the, diff, the major 
different kids. Uh, the older generation, uh, or the generation before my time, they were stuck in doing, they were stuck in do as I say, not as I do. Right. This generation is, I'm going to do what you say, but I need to know why. Because I need to know why. I need an answer of why. And so, think that's the major difference because now this generation, well my generation I should say, my generation is all about getting answers. We're not no longer accepting uh, you know, you go to you go to the church and you saying G G G G G you know, all over and all over stuff. It's all it's all it's about us getting a personal relationship. It's not about us going there doing practices and practice all this stuff. We're all about making sure that we can get our voice, our voices heard, and it makes sense. While up, all of them is like, no, we just been doing that for tradition. You know, we just been doing that way back today. That's what my grandma, that's what my granddaddy, that's what all the other people did. And us, you know, my generation is like, okay, you're doing that, but you, you, that don't work. That didn't work. Or it worked for you. But at the same time, see you so damaged. Now you have to gotta go talk to somebody, and now you have to gotta go get you some help from, from counseling and all that stuff. When you could have been your own person and do that. But I tell people all the time, my generation, uh, I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm of this generation, but um, I'm set apart from it, if that makes sense. Because a lot of people of my generation do a lot of stuff that I don't agree with. Um, and so I say I'm of this generation, I'm just not a part of the generation. Um, because I think that's what sets me to be different. That's why God called me to set apart. You know, growing up in school, uh, all the I. I was trying to be that person that was trying to fit in and stuff like that, but it didn't work for me, you know. It didn't work, you know. I, you could have put, God could have, I mean, you know, they could have put me on the application all this stuff, I guess, but I was going to be fired, you know, because it didn't work. It didn't work for me. Um, so, you know, I had something that was going to work for me at the end of the day. Uh, but, you know, I, I tell people that all the time, but I think that I, I hope I answered your question. Um, you know, everybody that's in the old generation, they're stuck on, like, what is they they stuck on old ways, and while the new generation is like, we need answers of why y'all stuck on those old ways, and also how did that work for you? So that's kind of like a classic thing because um, even conversation with my mom, my mom was born in '77, and my mom is very old, and people don't understand that because when I tell them I'm 22, a lot of people is like, you're 22 years old, so you don't know about me. Yes, I do. Uh, because number one, my mom was very old school. I was, I was in that, I was in that gap where they street like someone you had to be in, in the house. You know, I was in that gap. I was a part of that clique. You know, I was a part of, you know, make sure that if you get a phone call, if I got to come to school, it's gonna be a big old problem. I was a part of that gap. You know, I'm a part of all this stuff, so I get it. You know, I'm a part of, you know, this the blues and all this stuff. Waking up the guy from the morning, you got this guy. I'm a part of this. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I, but um, I think that's the major difference. And I think that once the older generation gets to a point where it's not trying to take offense to what we're trying to tell you and take it to a point of where you listen to understand, I think that's what the bridge the gap. Because you have some people, there are in this, there, there are in the older generation, like, okay, so how do you feel about this? You know, what's your you know, it's not, you know, uh, sit down and shut up. You know, I said what I said and it's it. Um, it's like, okay, so how do you feel about it? You know what I'm saying? And they get ridiculed by everybody else because that's how they're trying to prepare their 
near future uh, to come and all the other good stuff. So I think I think that's what separates both, and that's what makes it different. Yeah, because with me being a millennial, I was born in '84. And baby, they talk about y'all. They talked about y'all millennials. I thought that they were putting in a category of millennials, guys. I they was like, y'all millennials. I'm not no millennials. I am not no And they talk about y'all so bad. It is so crazy. Like, y'all millennials. I'm like, baby, millennials just have a conversation with me. But yeah, I'm sorry. They be talking about y'all. Oh, I, I will say worse this. to hurt kill, baby. I know. I know. I know how bad they talk about it. I know. <laughs> but my, <laughs> my thing is, yes, I was born in '84. Yes, I am a millennial. Am I proud to be a millennial? Absolutely. Because I mean, I wouldn't change a thing about it. But one thing that I can honestly say that separates me from my generation and the generation before mine is that. I tell my husband all the time, I am a millennial, but I share a piece from each generation that I have came across and that I am um, that I am watching. From my grandparents being in that um, generation where you had to go to church every Sunday, to my mom's generation, the baby boomers, where you have to get up and go to work, to my husband's generation, which he is a generation X, he is part of the lost ones, where I do get confused sometimes and sometimes... <laughs> Aching and blowing my brains out. I get like that sometimes. Then you get to the millennial generation where we like, you know what? Uh, we're going to do it our way and you can't tell us what to do, blah, 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 but we still show respect to our elderly and um, those respective figures. To the, to the Gen Z who wants to ask questions because they just want to, like you said, they just want to be heard. One thing I've learned about my children because they are Gen Z, they are the younger Gen Z, is that they will always tell me they don't like the gen, they don't like their generation. And they said the reason why they don't like their generation because they don't agree with a lot of stuff, just like you said. And my kids are 15 and 16. But what I have done as a parent that a lot of parents don't do that are millennials, I give my child, I give my children a voice. Because I know growing up, I had a voice. There were certain things that I could talk about to my parents that I would be okay with. Majority of the times I couldn't. And that was because that was the way my parents were raised. So I honored that. But I've always said to myself, if I ever had children, I want to give my children a love relationship because I want them to understand that they can come to mommy and dad and talk to us about anything and they would not get punished for it. So when I have conversations with my children now, they are able to talk to me about anything. I mean, we get dirty, we get real deep down, dirty, raw, all of the unfiltered, everything. But my, mind, my mindset is this. I'd rather for you to learn it here at home and learn it out in the streets. Because the streets are going to teach you something that you don't want to experience. And I'm and your father and I, I've been in the streets more than he was. He's from the hood. I'm not from the hood. But my experiences had put me out there where plenty, there have been plenty of times I feel like I've been dead on the side of the road. But because I've always had God on my side and I keep them there, that is what saved, that's what saved me to where I am at now, where I'm like, yeah, I do love church. I was raised in the church. I sing in the church. I still sing in the church. But do I sometimes question what the church is doing? I do it all the time. For certain things I don't agree with 
does that mean that I don't like church? Say that. I love mm. church, but I don't agree with certain things that you the church. So instead of me going to church, I'd rather just have that personal relationship with God and worship Him in my way that I know that as far as, as, as long as my relationship with God is consistent, and as long as he knows I'm talking to him, and as long as he knows that I give him the glory, the honor, and the praise every single day I wake up and every night before I go to bed, that's what matters to me. So I teach my children the same thing. I tell them, stay in the word, but you got to figure out God on yourself. I can't figure him out for you. I can only yeah. tell you what he has done for me based on my testimony, but you got to learn how to experience him, experience him on yourself. So... I'm not pushing my children off to say, hey, you got to read the word, you got to love the Lord, you got to do this, that, and third. And I have caught myself sometimes where I would tell my son, you know, doing that is a sin. And then I sit there and say to myself, how are you saying that and it all the sin? I said, you know what, Lord, you absolutely right. I can't do that. Reverse that. Let me scratch that out of stone. Let me rewrite the word that I'm saying now because I know my child don't know anything. See, my child don't know you better because he has to have a the kids say that i rock with satan because satan allows me to do this that and the third and i'm like you know what i wish i could tell your generation keep rocking with satan because when he falls through and leaves you standing there looking stupid because he gonna do it because that's what he's good for when he's standing there and make you look stupid who you gonna call on me but you know what though the reason why that I, I and i get him on that too because the reason why is because growing up, man, they made God like a big old bully. They made God like, you can't do nothing. I was like, you can't do nothing? You can't do nothing. No. They made Christianity feel like, and I'm not trying to get deep into religion or anything like that, but hey, that's who I serve. That's who I That's God. This, 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 this is real. This is So, so we gonna talk about it, you know, and I'm not afraid to talk about this. You know, them old church folks, they got something to say, listen. That's all right. You know what it's like. Come on, DM me. Do whatever you got to do. You know where to find me. But I, I guess you ain't bold enough to say what you got to say to me. Come on now. Correct. But you know, they made it seem like, they made, they made God seem like a big old, like, bully. Like, everything right. I do wrong is a problem. Right. And every, if, I, if I just mess up one this thing, God is just up there just like, now you know I'm about to see you here and other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, they made him, they made God feel like a big bully. And so, that's why I can relate to those kids. They say that because when you hear about Satan, God, Satan was just doing whatever you want to do. He didn't have no position, he had no problem, all this stuff. But the crazy thing is, though, what they don't understand is you have uh, this gift that God gave us in the beginning of time, free will. You just have to be able to go back to God and repent for all the things you already did already. That's what God sent Jesus for. I ain't about to tell you to be perfect at all, you know, because I know I ain't perfect, but the time that you might catch me, you know, I'm crazy, you know, please, you know, the time you might catch me, I'm like, uh-uh, God, but, you know, I'm
it, but I do give grace. You know, right. I give the same amount of grace that I want um, God to give me. And right. so, when it comes to that, I'm like, who is this? You know, I get your name because I've been, they, they got, especially nowadays, man, you think I smart to follow the ancestors and stuff, them people been dead, they have the magnitude and all this stuff. You think I keep this up there, you know, doing, and if that's your business, that's your business, that's your business. I ain't got nothing to say about this. We all have ideas, whatever makes you want, with whoever, or whoever you were created to be, you know, whatever leads you on your purpose, you can do that. But nowadays, you know, everybody's just confused, and they don't, they don't, they don't know what they want to do, you know, and everybody has an opinion, and right, I'm like, man, it's either you gonna, it's either you believe or you don't believe. There's no, it's just a bus about it. Either you believe or you don't believe. And I'm grateful I was I was uh, raised by my mama who like taught us to be in church and taught us to be able to pray and do all the other good stuff too. But I did not know God for myself until I moved out my own in 19 years old. I did not know God for myself until I moved out. Right. I was practicing church while I was in the house because you know that's what I was supposed to do. You know, I was supposed to go to church. I was supposed to be uh serving, I was supposed to be doing it. You know, but now that I'm out on my own and all this stuff, God had to show me who he really was when I stepped in this, in, in my door. Because I have this, that my name is on. You know what I'm saying? God had to show me who he was to me. You know what I'm saying? And that's how my personal relationship uh, comes through when it comes to me and who I believe. And I wouldn't serve anybody else. Right. I wouldn't serve anybody else. I would. That all the time. I can't change it how many times God has saved my life. hit our car while we were sliding from one side of the road to the other and I could see the cars just standing still as well as track the trailer trucks there was no backup on the road but normally when a car accidents happen like that there's a boom boom there was no boom boom I saw his hands move I saw the angels to my left Jesus was to my right and God was pushing them cars back so they didn't hit us when we slid and hit the um, railing we just slammed into the railing real hard and that was it so I tell people, like my grandfather used to tell me, bless his heart, he gone away from here. My grandfather was a deacon. He would tell us all the time, I dare you to try him for yourself. Mm. And a lot of people don't even say that no more. So I challenge people, try Jesus for yourself. You tell me how he has done things for you. Don't talk about how he took somebody away from you. And, and, and let me clear this out on the air right now, because a lot of people don't even know this. We were taught at a young age never to question God about what it is that he did. We were taught at a young age not to question God about what it is that he did. I learned three years ago when I rededicated my life back to Christ on June the 4th, 2019, it is okay to question him. It is okay to question God because how else would you get an answer if you don't ask the question? And my Come on. My husband tells us this every single time. Close mouth. Don't get fed. Come on. He says it to us all the time. Come on. Close mouths don't get 
episode today that it is okay for you to ask hard questions. He wants you to ask him. He is your father for a reason. If I didn't go to my father and ask you, if I can't ask my daddy no questions, who else else can I get my answer from? You're going to get your answer. You may not get it when you want it, but the time that that answer is revealed, I'm telling you, it's going to be on time. So yes, I challenge you. I did. I challenge anyone. Try Jesus for yourself. And yes, it is okay to ask God questions. Don't let nobody tell you that it ain't okay, because this is what I'm going to get you with. Where in the Bible does it say it's not okay to ask questions? Come on. Come on. Even the grace of the great Thank you. Come on. Even they even ask questions in the New Testament. The 12 disciples ask Jesus questions all the time. So tell me, what does it say in the word that I can't ask God questions? Tell me where you, I can't get mad at God when something bad happens to me. Tell me where I can't go and do what it is that I'm not supposed to do. Show me what it is that it says this, that, and the third can't happen and that I'm going to get condemned for my sins, blah, blah, blah. Because I know about the Ten Commandments and I know about the law of Moses, but I also know about the law of Jesus and I know what Jesus said in the New Testament. But Jesus said that we are supposed to obey um, the law of Moses, but we also not supposed to forget his commandments either. Know that Jesus had commandments, but Jesus ain't had but one. And this commandment was love everybody in the way that you desire to be loved. Too easy. Yeah. Too easy. That's all he asked. So he did. there's nothing wrong with asking God questions. And, so and even I, Jesus asked God a question. Yes, he did. Uh, even, Jesus, even Jesus questioned him. God, why are you forsaking me? Come on. That is a question. It, and I'm glad he said it. He said it. He said it in English and he said it in Hebrew. He asked the question. He asked it in two different languages. So yeah. you're going to tell me that I can't ask God questions and I'm going to need you to go back to the Passion of Christ because if I can recall in that movie, the question was asked in English and in Hebrew. And if you go to the King James Version, it is there. If you go to the, if you go to the Quran, it is there. I mean, you can ask questions. God yeah. won't penalize you for not asking the question. He may penalize you because you didn't ask. Yeah. It's not the question that you ask him. It's why you didn't ask. And God yeah. won't tell you. But why didn't you ask me? I gave you the answer. May not be what you want to hear, but I'm going to give you an answer. Correct. Oh, and here's another thing that a lot of people don't know. You know how everybody love to pray? And everybody loves to pray for what it is that they want. But does people realize that God only answers prayers that are pertaining to him? He mm. don't everybody pray. So I, I actually learned this in a devotion not too long ago that I was reading. And I said, Jesus, are you for what? You pick and choose, you pick and choose. Ah! Oh. So just like human beings, when we pick and choose our battles, you pick and choose your prayers. Mm. Prayer is not in correlation to what it is that you are asking, that you are asking of us. Meaning that if I am praying to my Lord and my Savior, and it does not measure up, or better yet, if it does not meet his expectations or where he wants us to be for the, uh, the path that he has set for us, he ain't answering. That means he will listen to you, but like a child, he will soon you out. Yep. People don't even know that. That's why, some, that's why some of these women of this keep on praying for a married man. He's going to have to get prayer. Don't go there. Did you see, that's a 
now. We'll tell you this. Now, you might catch that conversation on my new, um, my new segment that's coming out in February 2023 called The Comfort Zone with my husband. But that's a whole nother conversation for another day. Now, I'm going to talk about that on my next, on my other, on my new segment next year. I Y'all ain't ready for that one. Uh-uh. And com- the, the, a lot of people don't know that we have a new segment coming out called The Comfort Zone. And it's, it's about a married couple talking about their, um, their most um, intimate um, details and opinions about love, sex, and relationships. And basically what we do is we ask the people that want to give us a topic. And if you give us a topic to talk about, we can shout them out on the podcast. And if you can answer the question, I will give my perspective. And then we're going to give our opinion from a married couple. Yo, y'all ain't ready for that. Y'all, yeah. y'all think expand your empire is hot? You wait till the comfort zone come out. Ah, uh, come on. Cause I'm definitely gonna be something. Let's come out February 2023. February 2023. And we're going to stop it right here. Thank you so much, Brayden, for joining me on this episode of Kobo with Crush here with Expand Your Empire. We are going to pick up part two of our topic, I'm Different, and that's a beautiful thing. Tune in on next Wednesday where you will catch part two of this episode. Take care and be blessed. Hey, hey, it's Neek Austin here, the host of Cobro is a Crush, where we talk about fashion, beauty, and faith while remaining true to ourselves. Every episode, I talk to someone who's trying to make a change for themselves or their community and learn about how they've made big or small improvements in their lives. I also chat about what's going on in the world that might be holding us back from being our best selves. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor for the Cobro is a Crush podcast, please reach out to Coro Crush Podcast at gmail.com. Check out our new advertising opportunities now available on our website at www.shopcoro.com. Book your ad spot today and let me do the rest. I love to hear from you.